Well, good morning, everybody. If you would find your seats real quick, I would greatly appreciate it. We're going to do something uh, pretty special this morning. Very, very excited. Uh, before we do that, there are many of you that are fairly new to the church. So this is also a great opportunity for me to introduce you to some of our elders and their wives. So let me do that real quick as you're taking your seats on the hand here. This is Rob Nectarline, his lovely wife, Kim. Uh, they're, they're part of our elders. You got Marvin Burkholder and his better looking half is not here this morning. So we're missing Miss Charlotte. Um, and then you've got Wally and Marty Meyer who are part of our crew. And on the end here, last, definitely not least is Don and Misty Buckner. So these are our elders. So many of you don't know. And then my wife and Jen, and some of you not, have not met my wife. She's over in children's ministry. Uh, but these are the elders. And, and, and for some of you, you know, we're going into a new year and I just got a review for just a second. It's kind of fun to think back. I remember Don and Wally and I having breakfast every week in Perkins and talking about what is this thing going to look like, this thing called Church of the Lakes. Um, and so it's, it's amazing. And so I, I really want to take a moment to give great honor to each one of these men and especially the women that have to put up with them because I know them. Um, and, uh, but, but how much I am so grateful uh, that these guys make me look a lot smarter than I am uh, because of their great wisdom. Um, and their and their faithfulness and their hard work and all the effort that they've given. So would you give honor to your elders this morning, the church this morning, please, church. Thank you. And then I'm very excited because we actually have a new member of the team coming on. And uh, kind of the technical term of this would be installation of a pastor. And so, so excited and, and humbled. I got, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm uh, extremely humbled uh, that a man who has the background that he has and the experience he has um, and, and all the things that God has allowed him to do and his wonderful wife, um, that he would actually come on staff under me is, is humbling, is extremely humbling. So grateful for that this morning. Excited to install Pastor Doug Anderson this morning. And uh, his focus in uh, a lot of ways is going to be on seniors with the real guide and idea of how do we make sure our seniors who are here and retired still are finding their place in, in expanding God's kingdom and finding purpose and, and meaning in all of that. And so we've spent a bunch of time talking and uh, Pastor Doug doesn't know this, so this is kind of fun to announce this with him, but uh, we got permission to use an area of the school over here that is the culinary area. And in the culinary area, they're going to be starting a senior Sunday school. Uh, so for our adults that are excited and, and like that Sunday school idea, really, really excited. It's a cool area. It's a great space. So you guys are going to be able to come before church, 830 to 930, um, and have fellowship and meet other people and build relationship. And so really, really, really excited about that. I want to give uh, Pastor Doug just a moment uh, to address you. And then what we're going to do as a church is uh, the elders, we're going to lay hands on them um, and pray over them and ask you church to pray with us as we install Pastor Doug and uh, his wonderful wife, Miss Dawn. So Pastor Doug, would you please? Pastor Mike. Uh... <clears throat> Thank you very, very much. We are humbled, uh, Pastor Mike, that you would invite us to come and be a part of this. 
Uh, Dawn and I began attending with you a, a little more than one year ago. It was just the beginning of December. We were away for 15 weeks uh, through the summer as there was a church down in the town of Dover, Florida, whose senior pastor suddenly died, and he was a friend of ours, and they asked us if we would come and help them while they searched for a pastor. So we were away for the better part of four months, but it's wonderful to be back. And we are incredibly humbled that uh, God would lead Pastor Mike to invite us to join with you with particular focus on those of you and us who are at this wonderful stage of life. In fact, I want to suggest if you're here and you're in your 60s or your 70s, would you consider that that may be the prime time of our lives where we're no longer encumbered with the 70-hour work weeks and some of those kinds of things? And uh, would you consider that Abraham was 75 when he said, Really, God, you want me to step out and move and follow you? And his journey started at 75. And we don't know exactly how old Elizabeth and Zechariah were as part of the Christmas story. But my guess is they were in their 60s or 70s when uh, Zechariah came home and probably had to write it on a tablet. Guess what? My dear, we're going to have a child. John the baptizer, as you know. Uh, Friends, if you're in that uh, window of 60s and 70s, I believe that God wants the year 2021 to be very significant for us. And I believe that what he's saying to you and to Don and me who are in that age group, um, make your lives count at this stage of life by making a difference Uh, here as part of Church of the Lakes and uh, wherever he has placed us. If you're the age of my father, you're in your 80s and your 90s, and my father at 93 is actually here with us today. I rescued him out of quarantine up north and said, come on south and spend a month or so with us. I want you to consider that you are at that legacy stage of life now where you're refining your legacy before you hand it off to your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And for uh, that generation, would you consider that Moses was 80 when he met God at the burning bush? 90 when he was leading them through the wilderness. And John the Beloved probably received his great vision that became what we know as the book of Revelation about age 90. Think about that. So if you're in your 80s and your 90s, God may have some very significant things that he would like to do in you and through you as you refine your legacy and get ready to pass it on to your descendants. So we're looking very much forward to this year, Pastor Mike, and what God has in store for my wife and I. We've had the privilege of living in three different countries, serving as missionaries, and now our only daughter and her family live in Dakar, Senegal, West Africa, as third-generation missionaries. So we come to you with a variety of background and quite excited about what God's going to do. Thank you for inviting us to be a part of this. It's so funny because I saw Pastor Doug kind of grab Miss Dawn. She's like, I'm good. She's staring. She she came up here and she said, does your wife like doing this? And I was like, she hates doing this. She's like, me too. So sorry to make you do this, Miss Dawn, and put you out of your comfort zone. But these two people are phenomenal people. You're going to want to meet them and get to know them. So let me suggest uh, they'll be out in the lobby after service. So if you'd like to stop by, catch them for a moment, say hello, welcome them to the family personally, that would be really cool to do. But let's do this. Um, let's, uh, let's gather around. And if you guys would step forward here, we'll have the elders come around. We're going to lay hands on you guys and have Mr. Wally pray a prayer. And again, um, honored to have you here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, it's a privilege to pray for this young couple. And I can say that. <laughs> so, Lord, for what's ahead, we don't need just our wisdom and our ability and our strength. Father, we need yours. So, Father, we ask for a special anointing on Doug and Dawn as 
they enter into something that's new, not for you, but for them. And Lord, we ask for giftings and abilities and things they've never had before to come to the service because it's you who is anointing them for this calling on their lives. Father, we as a congregation accept them, welcome them with open hearts and open arms, and thank you for your provision. We ask these things in the precious, precious name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord and Master. Amen. 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 Church, would you welcome Pastor Doug and Don Anderson to our family this morning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, church, as they're getting settled, we'll take that from, if you'll give that to Marcus right there, Mr. Wally. Uh, as we're getting settled, if you did not get an experience guide, we'd love to bring you one real quick. We've got sermon notes in there. Just raise your hand. Ushers will be happy to bring those to you. Uh, really excited to get into God's word today. I got kind of a short little teaching for you, but I, I feel very stirred. But before we do that, let me just say real quick, welcome, welcome. If it's your first time here, we're really glad you're here. I'm, I'm Pastor Mike, by the way, if I didn't say that. So welcome. We're glad that you're in that guide. There's a little connection card. And in that card, uh, there's a place where you can mark that you're a first time guest. We would love to know that. Promise you nobody's going to show up at your door. No hassle. Uh, we just want to know that you're here as a first time guest and would love to have the opportunity to maybe communicate some with you. For those that are first time guests, we do our giving a little bit differently. We do not pass buckets or offering plates. We've got boxes in the back. And so uh, just so you know that, if it's your first time here, don't feel compelled that you have to give. We're just glad you're here. But I want you to know that because I usually get that question from people. They'll say, we never pass any buckets or anything. We've got boxes in the back where people put their tithes and their offerings. And I want to say thank you so much because uh, we also have had this legacy offering and we are closing that out this week. You know, if you want to get the last opportunity, if you need information about that, let us know. But we came up with some projects just to be able to serve uh, the community. And so we're giving it all away. It's, that's what's been so cool about being able to be a part of this church is that we got, you know, the Lake Care Grant. We got $10,000 given to the church from the Lake Care Grant. I went to the elders and were like, well, bills are paid and we don't really have a big need. So what do we do? And they were like, well, let's put it into the school. And I was like, all right. So I called Randolph and Marcus and Dimitri and I went and had lunch with uh, Randolph and, uh, and, and Principal Randolph. And I said, uh, I said, hey, what projects have you got going on? He's like, well, there's this project. It's about, it's like $2,000. I'm like, okay, we can do that. What else? And he's like, well, there's this other project. It's like $1,500. I'm like, all right, what else? And he's looking at me. And I, I went, all right, let me let the cat out of the bag. We got the CARES grant. It's $10,000. That's what we've got to work with. What do you need done? And he just was speechless. He just stared at me. And, um, and it was pretty awesome. So he called this week and he said, hey, uh, uh, I got a different idea for that money, if it's okay. And he was real kind of timid, you know. I'm, I'm sure like with me, he's like, man, I don't want to upset them because they do so much and give so, you know, so it's funny because he was like, uh, well, and, and I'm like, what? what? What's the deal? He said, Pastor Mike, have you been to a game lately at our in the, in the stadium? And I was like, yeah. He said, did you hear the PA system? I said, yeah, it's horrible. And I don't know if you've been to a game lately, but they don't have any kind of sound system in the stadium. They pull out a little PA and they stand there and, and the feedback. I mean, it's just horrific, right? So he's like, I know we've only got like $8,000 after we do this other project. So what do we do? Like, is, do you think we could do something with us? And you know what? I got an idea. Some of you guys remember when we started this, the people who put this lighting up and put this big fancy screen up, 
was the president of the United States lighting people, literally, right? Long story, I can tell you how we met them, crazy cool God story. But anyway, so I called Tony. Tony, this is what's going on, bro. Like, could you help us out? And he's like, well, I sure as heck ain't doing anything right now. <laughs> right? Because the events and everything else are off and all this sort of stuff. But I told him what we had. And he said, you know what? I'm going to get on it. So I'm waiting to hear back from Tony this week because he's like, yeah, we'll work within the 8,000 and put a new sound system up in the stadium. So church, that's what you're doing to change the community. Okay. Now let me say this to you. We haven't given all the legacy money away. But we did write enough checks and I want to give you an update because it's end of the year and I want to thank God and honor him and give him glory. This is not about us, uh, but this is about your faithfulness to him. So here, three years, three-year-old church, you want to to know the amount of money that's been given away to the community and missions and serving? $544,429.98. Over half a million dollars. So I just want to say this to you. For those of you who came here in the freezing cold this morning and set up church, thank you for letting us do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's because we do this. It's because we, like I swept my tail off on Christmas Eve because we're not in a space that is our own. You know, or maybe you're a little chilly this morning. Listen, we make ourselves uncomfortable because it gives us opportunity to serve those around us. Right? Because we, while we are spiritually comfortable with our eternity, everyone around us is not. Right? That's, that's why we're here. That's what we are trying to do. So thank you, church, for being so faithful in all of that. I want to tell you a, a couple of things real quick. We'll get into the word. Uh, one is next week we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I am I'm begging you to be a part. I really am. Because where people pray and where people are obedient... And where people get real with God, God shows up, right? And that's the goal. The goal is for 21 days, we're going to pray and fast. We've got material for you, things for you. Now, one of the things that we do is we put together a little booklet that helps you go through the 21 days. It tells you how to pray each day and all that kind of stuff. What we would like to do is we'd like to not burn a bunch of trees or spend a lot of money in printing. Does that make sense? So we're going to have it digitally. But if you do not have that ability, what I need you to do today, listen, I need you to take one of those connection cards and put your name on it and say, I need a physical printed copy so that we can print it for you. We're happy to do that. It's just in years past, we've printed them and then had a box left over that nobody took. And then I felt like we were being wasteful. Does that make sense? So I just, I just want to be the greatest steward we can. I'd like that number to rise that we get to give away, right? That we don't just burn up in paper. But if you want one, don't hesitate. Don't be like, feel bad or anything. Put it on there. I'd like a 21 days of prayer, physical guide, and we will print it for you. And those of you who put that will have physical copies out for you to pick up next week when we start. Does that make sense? Okay. So put that on a card for us. But, um, man, here we are end of the year. Uh, to say it's been a crazy year would just be kind of redundant, as we've said that over and over again. Um, but how many of you know that God is still in charge? Amen. How many of you know that God is still sitting on his throne? Yeah. Right? That nothing surprised him? God didn't come up off his throne and go, oh my gosh, coronavirus. It didn't happen. Right? God's in control, has it all figured out. So here we are. Headed into 2021. That just sounds like a space odyssey movie to me. Like James Gerald Jones needs us to say 2021, the movie. You know, 
But I'm thinking about like, what does that look like? What is the whole deal? And I've been kind of praying about that. And here's one of the things I would say to you. Our biggest issue is not a virus. Our biggest issue is a mental health issue in our community. Matter of fact, they've been doing studies, secular studies, not Christian studies. I saw two different secular studies that said this. They are emphatic that those who are going, and they said mass, but those who are going to church actually did better through this year mentally. But those who are not have had significant decline. Church, there has never been a time that it has been more important for us to be the church. To love and serve those around us and then invite them to come and hear the good news, right? And to hear the gospel. And so I was thinking as, as we, here we are the last Sunday of 2020 and what does it look like heading into 21 days of prayer and all kinds of cool stuff that we've got going on. Ladies, you've got a, a women's luncheon this year that's just for the ladies that's coming up. I mean, all kinds of different things that are kind of on the schedule that are really cool. So this verse, this, this verse I've been kind of working on and meditating on and I want to share it with you. It's in second Timothy one. Now, Timothy is a pastor. He's a young pastor. So Paul is one of the apostles. He wasn't original to walk around with Jesus apostle, but he became an apostle. And he wrote a majority of the New Testament, which if you don't know, is like the second half of your Bible. Okay. And, and, and so he wrote a bunch of that. A lot of it is him writing to the churches. So he was a church planner. He would go plant churches, just like Church of the Lakes. Right, And then he would write letters to them to encourage them or to get on to them or to correct their doctrine or their theology or that type of thing. And so he writes this letter to Pastor Timothy. So I took this and I kind of read it like Paul writing it to Mike. Right? Like, like I thought, okay, if I'm the pastor and I'm supposed to like pass forth what those that go before us would say, he, he, he said this, 2 Timothy 1.13 What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching. Keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Let me share something with you. I have one fear. I know we're not supposed to fear, but I'm just as human as you. I have one fear when it comes to Church of the Lakes. Do you know what that fear is? That one day I'm going to wake up and we're going to be a normal church. Do you know what I mean by that? Like we just wake up and we, we, you know, the, the anointing is gone and the, the passion is gone and, and the feeling of moving forward and the excitement and what's next and what is God doing. And we talk about the good old days when we gave away a half a million dollars and we just come and do church and Sunday school and maybe VBS and summer camp and we call it church. That's my greatest fear. My greatest fear is that we would wake up one day and lose because here's, here's what I need you to understand. And it's critical for us as a church to understand this. Most churches, when they launch, there's this great excitement and passion, right? Like when we first started, man, everybody was like, I'll work in the parking lot. I'll set this up. I'll do this. But come on, that wanes, right? Our, our, our heart wanes a little bit. It gets tiring. You know, all these kind of things. Well, listen to me. It's usually somewhere in the three to four to five years that a church sort of settles down. Are you hearing me? And I want to push you and I want to push us that this year would not be a year of settling down. But that we'd keep the pattern, the word says there. 
right? We would keep the pattern, something that has been given to us and put in us to do here. Look at the rest of it. It says, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. And I thought about it this way. What if this last three years is just a deposit? What if it's not for us to look back and go, wow, look at that and look at this and all this. What if it's just a beginning? What if God is looking at us and saying, come on, church of the lakes. I'm just getting started here. I'm just going to get you moving. I'm going to, we're, we're going to have some things happen. You're going to make relationships and network and all this. And you're going to be able to give all this away. But this is a deposit. It says, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. It goes on and it says, guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. So what does it take for us to guard what God has given us? Because I don't want to wake up one day and have lost my passion. You know what I'm talking about? And I don't want to wake up one day and be that. And it's so easy. Like for those of you who are struggling in that right now, don't feel condemnation. We've all been there. We've all been in that place where we just kind of like, I'm tired and I backed away and I haven't gotten as active and I'm not a part and all this because I just, there's just so much going. Listen, 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 listen. Do not let the enemy take you down that road of cultural Christianity of normal Christianity. The word says, you are a peculiar people. A chosen generation. I I want us to stay weird. I I love it. I love it when somebody in the community is like, so are y'all looking for a building or a property? And I go, "Mm, nope. And I especially love it when I'm having that conversation with another pastor. Because they look at me like I have three heads. Right? And they're like, so you're just going to stay at the high school? I'm like, long as Jesus tells us to stay at the high school. But then maybe we'll go on and there'll be some other building that we need to clean up and fix. Like maybe part of our legacy is we're just going to clean up and fix one building at a time in Leesburg. I don't know. Listen to me. That we would stay weird that we would stay a peculiar people, that we would guard this thing that God has created called Church of the Lakes. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? So I got five points today I want to give you that I think will help us guard what God has given us. Guard this deposit that's been made. Here's number one. Number one is this. We've got to guard our passion for more of God. We've got to guard our passion for more of God. So let me say this to those of you who've been in church for a long, long time. You ready? There's more. There's more. Like you you don't, you don't just get your ticket to heaven. Are you hearing me? And then just hold on to the golden ticket, try to survive coronavirus and everything else. One day when I die, I'm going to Jesus. No, 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 there's, there's, there's more. There's so much more that God wants you to know of who he, he is. There's so much more of a relationship that he wants to have with you on a day-to-day basis, right? We all need to take bigger steps towards God. It's not a religion. 
We're not attaining levels on the religion. Just because you serve on the dream team or you do this project or you do that or you give. No, no, no. That's not what this is all about. This is about relationship. I never forget the the old guy that I went and told I was going to ask Jen to marry me. And he looked at me and he said, it's going to take you about 10 years before you really know her. And I thought, you're on dope, old man. Like, I didn't say that, but that's what I thought, being honest, because I was a cocky turd, right, kid. And then we got to 10 years and I was like, man, he knew what he was talking about, right? And with every day, listen to me, Jen and I just got the chance to celebrate our 24th anniversary last week. And, and in that, I thought about that moment and thought, every day I get a chance to learn her a little more. Like, I'm still learning. Our relationship is still growing. And when it stops growing, that's when we're in trouble. Same with God. The, they're growing towards an intimacy and a love for here. I mean, I mean, man, some of us need to go a little deeper. Let me say it to you this way. Some of us need to go a little deeper in our worship. Because let me step on your toes for a second. How you worship is a really good indicator of the level of your relationship with God. It really is. It's not the only, but it, but it really is. Right? I mean, like, being honest, right, you know, like some of us really struggle with the raising hand things. Maybe, maybe some of you never been in a raising hand church. Right? So people around you are, and you're, what the heck? Or maybe you've been here long enough and you've got them up a little bit. You know, (laughs) can I challenge you in 2021 to get nutty, to go all out for God? Come join us on the front row and lose your mind. It doesn't matter. Listen to me, King David, King David, King David in the Old Testament. One day is dancing so ridiculously, his wife gets embarrassed. You remember the story? Some of you remember the story. And his wife says to him, would you cut it? You're a, you're a king, fool. What is wrong with you? And he says, I'll be even more undignified than this. Listen to me. Some of us need to get a little less dignified. Listen to me. But I'm going to look foolish. Let me ask you. Will you look any more foolish than Jesus naked dying on a cross for your sins? See, that's when it gets real. See, that's relationship. When we know him. Man, do not lose your passion for more of God. God. Whether you're possibly waning a bit in your passion, or maybe some of you have never had a passion for God. Maybe you're here today and you're kind of like, eh, well, you know, I I don't... I don't totally get what you're talking about. And, it, and it's here because all you've ever heard is, is, is this relationship, this religion thing with God is just a bunch of do's and don'ts. And nothing could be further from the, from the truth. When the reality is there's a God who loves you and really wants to have relationship with you. Does it take some work? It absolutely does. Does it take some effort? It absolutely does. Is it worth every minute of it? It absolutely is. And so maybe you've got to push in a little bit. Let's look at Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me. That's a great promise, right? But it's conditional. We said this Christmas Eve. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with, say the words, all your heart. All your heart. 
there's more. There's more for every single one of us here. If we're going to continue to be God's people and peculiar and weird and do amazing things and see his kingdom advance, it's going to be because we don't lose our passion for more of God. So we would say it this way. Give us this year. Give us a year. It's not going to take that long. But give us a year. And plug into everything. See, we don't do anything at Church of the Lakes just because it's the right thing at church to do. We do it all because there's a why. And that why is to help you get closer to Jesus. So you know what? Come to Life Steps starting next week is step one. If you hadn't done it, it's time. Get plugged in. Right? When it comes time, get in a small group. When the women's luncheon gets, and it's out there ready for you right now to register, go register, ladies, and get plugged in and be a part. When man camp comes around, men, come out. When we do 21 days of prayer fasting, listen to me, give us a year and try it. And see if the God of the universe doesn't show up in your house and in your life and make a difference. So here's the question we all need to ask ourselves on a regular basis. What do I need to do to go all in with God? What do I need to do to go all in? Where can I pursue him even more? Number two. Number two, we've got to guard our pursuit for the lost. We've got to guard our pursuit for the lost. Well, Pastor Mike, how big is this church going to get? Because I don't, I don't really like big churches. You might be in the wrong place because we're going to get big and we're going to keep getting bigger till everybody in this area is saved. Are you hearing me? Because it's not about us. The church is not for church people. We are here for the lost. I'll tell you a quick story. We had a family member from here in the church, uh, uh, one of our church members, family member, in a horrible place weeks ago. This family member had to go and get this person and literally alcohol for years and struggle and strife and found this person in a horrific state. Went through a mess trying to get this person some help and trying to figure out and calling and I'm talking and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. That same person is now in a program and was sitting here Christmas Eve service. Listen to me. And said to me after the service, I I haven't felt God like this in a long time. And I thought, if we did Christmas Eve service for that one person, it was worth every bit of effort and every bit of dehydration that I went through after sweating like that. You know what I'm talking about? For those of you who weren't here, it was hot and I'm a good sweater. I'm really good at it. But anyway, but listen, like we're going to do church. We're going to do everything short of sin to reach the lost. Everything short of sin to reach the lost. So what do I mean? Hey, what if you have to give up your seat? Ooh. Listen to me. How about get up out of your seat next week? And go find somebody you don't know. Is it awkward? It's absolutely awkward. It doesn't matter. We're here for other people. Are you hearing me? Like we need to not lose our pursuit for the lost. And it's easy when you're launching a church to be like, oh, yeah, we're trying to get people in. Right? So you're in the mindset. Well, then once you get to a certain size, what do you do? Come on, you get in kind of that rut kind of thing. And I get comfortable. And "Ah, somebody probably greet them. It's all good. Listen, church. 
We need to have people standing out front, greeting people, loving on them, whether it's raining or hot or cold. We need to have people in here walking around greeting. If somebody's sitting by themselves, five people need to go introduce themselves and introduce them to somebody else. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Why? Because we are trying to reach the lost and you never know where someone is. Let me say it to you this way. There's a scripture that Jesus says, I'll leave the 99 to go after the one. We just sang it. Let me say it to you this way. I don't know if you ever thought about it this way. That means Jesus will leave us if we're not going after the one. There's where the anointing leaves. There's where the passion leaves. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? In other words, we stay close to him and what he's doing. And what he's doing is pursuing the lost. Right? We cannot lose that reality. Mark 16 and 15, Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere in the world, everywhere. And tell the good news to who? everyone. So I'm asking you, this is what I'm going to ask you. You ready? I'm going to ask you to give me two Sundays this year. You can have the other 50. I need two Sundays from you. Here's what I want. I want two Sundays that you have an unchurched, far from God person sitting next to you. That's your assignment. Just two Sundays. Two Sundays that that you would have somebody. Do not invite Myrtle from First Baptist. Are you hearing me? This is not sheep swapping. This is not, no, 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 no. This is reaching the lost. And when you do get that person here sitting next to you and we get to the invitation time and I say, close your eyes and bow your heads. I'm giving you permission to close one eye and bow your head and peek because there's nothing like the moment that person that you invited has a tear roll down their cheek. And they raise their hand, or you see them mark a card. Are you hearing me? We cannot lose our pursuit of the lost. The next two months, by the way, are really good series to invite somebody to come. I love it. There's a lady in our church who called me and said, Pastor Mike, there's this dude in my neighborhood. And I finally got him to come to church, but he said he would come once. So, Pastor Mike, you got one shot. Which service do I bring him to? And what particular series do I bring him to? And you're, her, listen, her and I, we haven't decided yet. I'm just being honest. Like we've been looking and we're kind of trying to figure out who this guy is and where he is. Listen, would, would you be that intentional this year? Are, are you hearing me? Because God has placed you in a place to pursue the lost. You have to guard our passion for God. We have to guard our pursuit of the lost. Number three. We have to guard the priority of real relationships. Not social media relationships. Real relationships. Are you hearing me? Not screen time relationships. I'm talking eyeball relationships. Those are real relationships. The tendency of human nature is to do life by ourselves. Matter of fact, a lot of our music... And our media tell us to do that, right? I often say it in Life Steps. For us guys, we used to have the Marlboro Man. Do you remember the Marlboro Man? On his horse, riding off into the sunset. Right? Be the man all by yourself. You've got this. Listen to me. That is not the way it works. Hebrews 10 and 25. Let us not give up meeting together. 
as some of you are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day, and I want to underline the fact that that day is capitalized. That's talking about judgment day. Judgment day is approaching. So let me say it to you this way. Get into a small group and get everyone around you to get into a small group. I didn't, I'm not asking you if it's convenient. It's not going to be convenient. Are you hearing me? It's not going to be convenient. It's not going to, the schedule is going to be kind of crazy. It's going to be hard. But what I'm telling you is this, is that you need to have people in your life who know what is really behind the mask. We're really good at putting on masks. We come on Sunday mornings. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I remember a men's group that I had one time. The first week we get together and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask you a simple question. How are you really doing? How are you really doing? That's, that's all I want to know. How are you really doing? Let's just go around the room. First guy goes, well, work's fine. You know, wife's fine. Kids are fine. Dog's fine. Fine. Next guy, work's fine. Wife's fine. I ain't got a dog. Cat's fine. We kicked him out of the group. We need a cat. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm kidding. Call you cat lovers. My point is this. My point is, at first when you get together with people, they're just going to lie. <laughs> right? We're going to put on a facade. I'm good. I'm, it's all good. No worries. But it's going to take a little bit of relationship for somebody to finally take off the mask and talk. So here's the question. Here's the question to ask ourselves. Will I let someone know the real me? When we talk about small groups, people will say like, well, okay, well, what's, what, what kind of Bible study or what are we doing? And people get this idea like that this is supposed to be Bible study and we've we got to make sure the word and this. And listen to me, that's not why we do small groups. Do you want to know why? You can learn the Bible by yourself. Do you know what you can't do by yourself? You can't be honest by yourself. That's the goal. The goal is for us to get to a place because God, that's what God wants. Where broken people get together because we're all broken. And are real and honest and saying, this is what's going on with me. Would you please pray for me? Help me. Walk me through this. So that when that couple decides to split up, there's a group of guys that call that guy and go, what the heck's going on, dude? So when that single mom is struggling, there's a group of ladies that can come around her and say, we got your back and we'll help you out. And we'll do, are, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like when I say these words, everyone here wants what I'm talking about. But there's something inside of us pushing back from actually stepping into it because it's, we're fearful. We're fearful. And, 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 and I'm imploring you, you need real relationship in your life. You need people <laughs> that know your poop, that know your stuff. They can call you out, right? In, in, in a loving way, in a proper way, and it guides you towards God's truth. Number four, if we're going to continue to be a church with anointing and passion, number four, we've got to guard the process of spiritual growth. There is a process of spiritual growth. You are growing. Let me talk to you, to those of you who've been in church for a long time. Let me say it again. Listen, there's 
more. There's more. You cannot stop growing. If the Apostle Paul was not done growing, how in the world can you and I say we're done growing? Let me read it to you. Philippians 3 and 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Now this is the dude that wrote a good majority of the New Testament. And if he hadn't taken hold of it, I sure hadn't taken hold of it. Right? There's more. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Here's the question to ask yourself. What is my next step spiritually? What is, what is my next step spiritually? What, what is it? And you know what? You may not be able to come up with it by yourself. Let me go back to the previous point. You might need some help. You might need a friend. You might need somebody who knows your stuff, who knows what's behind the mask. And you're going to have to trust those relationships. There are many of us that will actually go to someone and say, hey, um, what do you think about this situation? And then whatever they say to us, we argue with what they say. You ever had somebody like that? Yeah, Pastor Mike, what do you think I should do about this? I think you should go and serve them, love them, and reconcile and give forgiveness. Oh, yeah, but they're a jerk and they did this. Okay, but what else could I do? No, no, no. Listen, we we need each other to call each other out in this. And, And what is, what is that next step spiritually? How about let's start next week with 21 days of prayer and fasting? I want to challenge you to fast. Maybe you've never been somebody who's fasted. But fasting is all about this. It's not about appeasing an angry God. It's me denying myself. Anybody like to eat like me? Lord mercy, I have the spiritual gift of eating. You know what I'm saying? Buy some fried chicken. You felt the Holy Spirit when I said it. Like a buffet right now. Anybody want to go to the buffet? Y'all are more amen in the food than the rest of my sermon right now. But here's the point. That's, that's a really good point. Because we like to satisfy this thing, this body. Are you hearing me? That's what fasting is all about. Is I deny my body and yeah, I might get a headache. Or yeah, I might have to struggle with hangry. Anybody get hangry like Mike does? Ooh, Lord have mercy. Yesterday we were... Running late to get to lunch. And I told my wife, I am not going to open my mouth because I am so hangry right now. But fasting is all about that moment that we give up and we sacrifice. And it, it's a struggle. It, it hurt, physically hurts. Maybe you get a headache because you, you know, feel like you need something to eat. It is in that moment that you say, you know what? What I'm doing is I'm sacrificing my body. I'm getting away from the flesh that I can connect my spirit to God. So God, I take this moment to pray and to talk to you. That's, what, that's really what fasting is all about. So, man, can I encourage you? Push in. Push in in these next days. I'm going to be on 5 a.m. every morning on Facebook. 5 a.m. prayer. 5 a.m.? Normal people don't get up at 5 a.m. And I would agree with you. Weird people get up at 5 a.m. Come on, somebody. We're trying to stay weird. And I get it. If you can't schedule, work late, whatever catch it later on but listen to me participate with us and push in 
because there's more. Maybe you need to go to Life Steps next week. Maybe you need to get baptized. Some of us are not getting baptized because we're an adult now. We're kind of embarrassed that we never got baptized. And now I kind of feel like, yeah, listen to me. We had an 86-year-old woman get baptized one time at Church of the Lakes. Listen to me. Be obedient. Take the next step. God loves obedience. Loves it. Maybe something has not happened in your life or come to fruition yet because he's waiting on your obedience. Take the next step. Last one is this. Number five. If we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, not just another church, not just doing Sundays and cool events, if we're going to be passionate and anointed and see God do miraculous things, number five, we're going to guard our participation in the church. We're going to guard our participation in the church. Listen to me. Don't just attend church. Be the church. This is not Pastor Mike's church. This is Jesus' church. And you are the church. I love it that we sit in an auditorium that is not ours. Because we can't say, I'm going to the church. We don't have a church building because you're the church. And we've got to guard, listen to me, our participation in the church. Look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 9. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I lay a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one of you should build with care. What are you building? of you ever thought about yourself this way, but you're a builder. Each one of you should build with care for no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which Jesus, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. One day we're all going to stand there on judgment day and everything we do is going to be judged by fire. Whether it's gold, hay, stubble, whatever is what it's saying here. It's going to be judged for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. I don't know about you. I'm just slightly competitive. Anybody else? I'm just slightly competitive. Like when I was a kid and my aunt would get that stupid popsicle thing at the top of the Candyland board and I would turn the whole board over and mess the game up. I'm that kind of competitive. You know what I'm talking about? Like sick competitive. But here's what I want to say to you on that. I want to stand before God and get a reward. I don't want him to look at me and go, wow, well done good and faithful servants not wow well you're you're done are you hearing what i'm saying to you and every single one of us we we have to make the choices individually like i can't make the choices for you i can only try to guide you right prod you a little bit push you 2021 could be the greatest year you've had yet regardless of your age 
or where you are or what struggles you're in. And I believe it's about us guarding it. Are you hearing me? Guarding our passion for more of Him. I need more, God. I need to know you more. And guarding my pursuit for the lost. The whole reason I'm here in this crazy place is because of the lost people around me. Getting in real relationship. Guarding my participation in the church. Are you hearing those things? I'm telling you, you take a small group of people and you have them passionately guard those things in their life. And God will do things in 2021 like we could never have imagined. Amen. Let's pray and ask God to help us do that. Father, thank you for your word, for pushing us today, for reminding us that there's more. Forgive us where we're stagnant. We repent from apathy. Now, Holy Spirit, guide us. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. Give us insight. What does it mean to have more relationship with you? God, give us, help us to overcome the fear of getting in real relationship with people. Some of us have really been hurt. And you know our wounds, God. You help bring real relationships, right relationships that might guide us in healthier ways. With your eyes still closed, if there's anybody here this morning and you've never understood passion for God, but maybe this morning you heard it a little bit different. There's a God who loves you and really wants just to have relationships. beating a little faster or maybe you're just kind of feeling something inside of you listen to me that's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart saying today's the day you can give your heart to Jesus your life to Jesus and see him do things greater and more than you could have ever thought your life could be so if that's you today you can pray something real simple real simple like this Jesus today I give you my life I surrender all thank you for loving me thank you for forgiving me God, to know what it means now to serve you and have relationship with you. Best as I know how, I'll serve you the rest of my life. I pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Listen to me, if that was you today, you just made the greatest decision of your life. God has so much he wants to do in your life. So much. His his ideas and thoughts for you are amazing. But we need each other. So can I encourage you to maybe get over the, the fear or concern of what is after? And would you put it on a connection card and say, here's my name. And today I accepted Jesus for the very first time. And I promise you, nobody else except me, I will personally call you about next steps and what it means for you to have a relationship with the creator of the universe and fulfill what you were created to do. Amen? Church, can we commit? Will you, will you get into 21 days with me next week? 
Can, can, we, can we commit to let's push into 2021, not with the idea of look at what God has done, but with the idea that he gave us a deposit to now do greater and more and not go backwards, but to push our passions forward. Amen. So let's do this. We're going to finish out today and, and sing out this song. And I, I love that we're going to sing all his promises are yes and amen. Amen. Stand and let's sing this song.
Sing your faithfulness, and I will. 